What is up? Shabbat Shalom. Good Shabbos. It is Friday for all my Goyim. Happy Friday. Enjoy your weekend and enjoy it with this podcast. Let's kick it off. We're going with some book stuff, some YouTube stuff, some more TikTok stuff. And that is that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I feel like I've got the intro stuff down now. I decided to use music just for the meat and potatoes of the podcast. I really like it a lot more. And anyways, before we even kick things off, I wanted to talk about this weird, I don't know what to call this phenomenon. For example, I speak my mind. Someone doesn't like it. I insult someone accidentally. And then I I all of a sudden stop speaking my mind about that thing because the one person I insulted... I am conflicted because I've heard people say, well, if you don't stand for anything, you, you like fall for anything or something. And, you know, people say like you should, if you do believe in something, you should say it. But then if someone's offended by what you believe, like, should you say it? But if the masses are offended, you probably shouldn't say it, you know, because there's things that we all we can agree that the masses are offended by. So you just don't say it to the, like, if you make, if a person doesn't like gay people, that's not cool because, like, everyone doesn't like gay people and, and we all believe there's inherently nothing wrong with liking the same sex and gender. So, but it's not like that. Like, I'm not like that. It's, it's uh, for example, um, like, <clears throat> if I think a person should be, be striving for everything they want. And, um, but then one would argue, like, but why? Like, enjoy the moment. And so it's things like that where, like, if I insult someone because they see me in a certain way, it's like, I don't know, a part of, like, so what I'm trying to, and this is super off script, this is literally just a thought I had now, is like, is that me being scared of judgment? Should I maybe watch what I say? Or should I not watch what I say? I don't know. Anyways, I thought I'd throw it out there, because I don't know if you've been in that situation as well, uh, where even if you make a joke, you make a joke and it's maybe again, like not the most tasteful joke, but it's a joke. You don't actually dislike a group you're joking about things like that. You know what I mean? Um, and then, yeah, the emotional response people get. And then sometimes that makes you emotional because it shines a light on how you don't want to be perceived. You don't want to be perceived as a schmuck or a schmendrick. So I don't know. Let's get into it. Hey, eh? we're going to kick things off with a book summary, but we're going to kick it off with a very short book summary. So Guy Ross, he is a really famous guy on NPR. It's a big podcast. And he wrote a book because he talks to so many entrepreneurs and CEOs that he decided to write a book and tell you how they all built their companies. And don't get me wrong. The concept's actually really cool. The book tells you how these big companies we know today got started. And so you get to hear these stories and a lot of them were so close to dying. But that's really all the book is. And so like, as I was reading, excuse me, I was reading and I was like, oh, here's another case study. Here's another story. Oh, I'm like, I can't really extract any chokhmah for you. And there's nothing I really find cool about it. It's just like a thing to, I was reading to pass the time, I guess. I haven't finished it yet, to be honest. I'm almost there, but... So, like, I have a few chapter summaries, just stories again, like, like, literally every big company you can think of, they, they talk about how they started, whether it's Airbnb, Uber, Nike, et cetera, et cetera. So, 
I'm not even going to go in. There's, there's really no point for me to tell you. And But if you ever come across a book by How I Built, by Guy Raz, called How I Built This, if you need inspiration to start a, a, an entrepreneurial venture, read the book. If you really enjoy vicariously experiencing other people's success, read the book. If you're looking for things that will shift your paradigm, do not read the book. Simple as that. All right, I'm going to move on. So there's this guy getting very popular on YouTube, Alex Horozzi. I probably mispronounced that. Also, side note, someone told me it's not Eckhart Tolle, it's Eckhart Tolle. And then I went on forums and they said it could be both because depending on what country you're from, you'll pronounce it differently. So now I'm just a confused, sad old man. How do you pronounce Eckhart Tolle? Tolle? How do you pronounce it? I want to know. Anyway, so Alex Rosie, he crushed it in sales, okay? This guy's got fitness background and just overall sales background, which fun fact, in the fitness industry, you're going to actually see a lot of people that have a mix of sales and fitness backgrounds because a lot of the big fitness businesses are actually just sales jobs. You just don't realize it. <laughs> Anyways, he says use reverse psychology to close a sale. So instead of saying, do you want to buy this or do you want this? You say, there is no way you're, you'd eat vegetables. Humans always feel better saying no than yes. Therefore, when you say like, there's absolutely no way you'd be able to walk every day, right? There's just absolutely, it's impossible. They'll be like, no, 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 like it's possible. I could, and then you open up the door for better conversation is what he says. So, and again, he says it's how you close a sale. So, you know, off the top of my head, if someone's like, no, I don't want to buy the water bottle. It'd be like, so like, there's absolutely no way this bottle would help your life. And they'll be like, well, I don't know. And then it opens the door for solutions, which is what you want when you close a sale. You want a loop. It's called looping. And you find a solution to their problem. And again, if you want, the only reason I know some sales terminology is literally because again, in fitness, you know, sales, it's as simple as that. Now he has a really good point. So for the classic, I have to ask my partner. I have to ask my husband. I have to ask my wife. You, instead of being like, okay, see ya, and there's like literally 80% chance they don't come back when you hear that. Like, that is actually like the red X in, in, in for PlayStation. Like, if you don't understand that joke, that's pretty much, I have to ask my partner is the, da, uh, what is it called? The, the, it's, it's, it's the, uh, final blow. That, that is good, good night. You're done. You're dead. You're not getting that sale when you hear that. So, anyways. You respond, apparently, according to Hiroshi, why would they say no? And then again, you loop and give solutions to their no. They're going to give you all those reasons their partner might say no. If they still don't want, um, they still don't want to say yes to your service, then you say, then you say, would your partner want you to feel crappy? Would you? And now when I say feel crappy, it's actually more just insert pain points. That's like a bracket, an empty bracket for you just insert, insert whatever their pain point is. So if their pain point was not being able to play with their kids, you say, would your partner want you to not be able to play with your kids? And they're going to be like, of course not. And you're going to say, would your partner want you to be in pain? <laughs> of course not. These are ways you can close. I love that. I think it's so cool. Uh, I've never done that. I usually just die. <laughs> I just let that sale go or like, or I try to hang on with more solutions or I ask what, what's stopping them from purchasing right now and stuff like that without getting too in their face. <clears throat> um, 
apparently then you ask, or you say, hey, listen, like if they're still kind of pushing, you say, listen, listen, ask for forgiveness, not permission as like a joke. And then you close, you say, just do it, get a small package, start, ask for forgiveness, tell them what you've done. And then we can go from there. I can always refund you. Boom. You've just gotten them to, to close the deal for you. So anyways, Alex is the goat. Go check out his content. It's He's blowing up the algorithm. And the dude's worth like $100 million now. He's crushed business. Isn't that kind of sad though? Like once someone's worth a certain amount, we all pay attention, right? Like it's not like he is any more smarter now. He's got money. He knew this. He, five years ago, this guy knew all this stuff. It's just, it took time to make the money. Anyways, TikTok. Chokhmah. Chokhmah is wisdom in Hebrew and both Yiddish and Hebrew, actually. You are not your job. Remember that. You are not your job. Your identity is deeper than that. If your business fails or you fail your job, you are not a failure. Your business or your job has failed from actions. But you yourself, like, and yes, they were your actions. You are not a failure, though. You failed at those tasks. That's it. You are not a failure. <laughs> and that you can use metaphorically. Like you're not your job. You're not your sport. Okay. You're not your hobby. You aren't your role at home. Like that's all not you. Um, now, as much as I've started to latch on to the ideology of you shouldn't identify with anything for peace purposes. It does remind me too that like we should identify more with morals and principles. Like if we're going to identify this stuff, it should be with morals and principles, not these kind of superficial titles and status symbols. So like if you, if you fail in business or you get fired as an employee, however, you continue doing the best you can with the info and resources you have, you are far from a failure. Okay. And don't let other people's beliefs about you dictate the belief you have about you do not let other people's beliefs about you dictate your belief about yourself so if someone was raised with the subconscious programming that getting fired means you're a disgrace getting fired means that there's something wrong with them that's their programming you a, per, a person's been programmed to think that that's not organic i'm here to tell you it's a message you need to hear stating that you are better suited for something else if and i'm learning literally i'm saying this because i went through this i failed so much my last workplace i was failing all the time and what did that tell me instead of i suck at this job he told me i'm better suited to be my own boss i'm better suited to structure my business differently and here i am i've had no problems very very little failure like the tiniest petty things pretty much no failure because I've been able to set up my job how I want to set it up and I, I don't have a boss anymore and that is suited for me you know it, does that make sense to you guys I was not a failure I just was in the wrong environment so and anyways um, that clue was given to me by the universe is with the note I, I tried to get very poetic there and, and say that um, but just remember if you want to be fulfilled shift the mindset to that okay this one tiktok video says you are nothing but a number of days when a day passes away a part of you passes away that is so deep you're a number of days you were always dying 
when a day passes away, a part of you passes away. Wow. And I made comments here. I like how this reminds us that we don't all of a sudden die. We are always dying. After a physical part of us dies, our true consciousness stays. So why are we fearing? Why are we fearing so much, like in general? It's only fear of the unknown. Remember that. And even if the brain shuts down, it just means we can't construct things within the fabric of our perception and beliefs anymore. The same unmanifested world, without any labels, beliefs, definitions, constructs, blah, 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 that same unmanifested world, it still exists. So there's hope that we'll be able to observe that presence one day, no matter what. Death is not scary. It's the stories we create are scary. Death itself is not scary. We're scared of the unknown because we've created a scary story about the unknown. Stories kill us. Stories are the worst. This is why Eckhart Tolle slash Tolle changed my life. That book was incredible. We create stories and we're programmed to believe these stories that were created. We do this. Why do we create stories? Just to feel alive. That's survival. Literally, that's just survival. If you really, really peel the layers back, it's all about just we feel like we're surviving. Actually, we are surviving when we create stories. So then what do we do? We want our DNA to be passed along. We just keep giving stories to other people. And here come the beliefs. Here come the, the really, again, the fabric of society is all these stories and beliefs and definitions. And to go back so we don't get too off topic, it's like every day that passes by, a part of us dies. When we are no longer conscious because the brain is shut down, assuming we're not, that just means like, again, that's just another part of us that has died. I'm not going to say we're completely dead then. It's, I'm just saying like, we, are, we don't die all of a sudden. We, gra- we die gradually day by day. So it's like, why are we fearing death when we are dying all the time? We're actually fearing what happens when our brain stops constructing things. When our brain stops constructing our reality, when we have no conscious to perceive the stories. So it's like, let's just stop believing in the story. Let's just stop creating the stories. Let's just realize that there is a whole unmanifested world behind the stories. And if you're wondering still, like, well, what's he talking about the unmanifest? Remember, manifestation is when an event is created. That is, go look up the definition. It's like when something is created or an event is created and it unfolds. That's why, that's why I think I talked about this on the podcast once. Like, you're, what you want, it exists. It just hasn't been manifested. It, it's in your head. So it exists because you're thinking about it. It is in existence in your head but it hasn't physically manifested. A manifestation is like a physical event that you've created. Okay, so like, if I want to, if I want to, if I'm picturing a pile of leaves, though that pile of leaves exists, technically, it exists in my head. When I rake a pile of leaves up, I've manifested a pile of leaves. So now it's tangible, it's out there. It's quote unquote real. Uh... And I say quote unquote, because that's what most people are going to be told. Eckhart Tolle has a cool thing. He says like nothing that can be destroyed or created is real because we've just decided it is like we're just making it up. He says the real stuff is what never has been created, never destroyed. And that's the unmanifested. So 
If you're wondering, Zev, I, I know what the manifest is now. It's the rake, it's the pile of leaves. Shut up. What I'm telling you, theoretically and philosophically, I'm telling you that it's it's beyond that that definition and belief and story. And again, you're probably confused, but I mean like when I think of leaves, the word leaf, the letter L, the letter E, the letter L, A and F, these letters, the colors of the leaves, the connotation behind the leaves, that they're not bad for us, that they're, they're nice, they're beautiful. All of that, everything about the leaves has been manifested by someone else. It was at one point a thought and they manifested that thought into some term of the definition, belief, whatever. Um, because yes, when we, when we say a word like that is someone's, once someone thought, I, I want to create a letter and then they manifest it by speaking that letter out into a word. I know this sounds mashuga, but I'm telling you like every single thing that creates our reality was invented by someone. And that's why I totally thinks it isn't real. It's like someone's just created it and we just agreed. We just agreed because it made us feel alive. I guess we just, it made us feel something. It made us feel it made us understand it made us forget that we don't know anything so it made us feel like we do know something it's like we created the rules to a game and so we feel like we're using the field properly you know and so that concept the unmanifested i really am fascinated by it's it's what's between the letters picture a word it's like what that thing between the letters without the sounds that's the unmanifested the thing that has before humans existed this might help you before humans existed that the unmanifest before the big bang existed before the, anything could create consciousness whatever was there even if it was quote unquote nothing but just like whatever was nothing or whatever was there that's the unmanifested right there was nothing that could no stories were created before that big bang quote unquote there were no stories or and then let's say something was before the big bang whatever was before that i'm saying like that nothingness that's the unmanifested that's peace because the only reason we feel stress and feel this and feel that is we've created a story around that hormone and chemical okay um we've created a story around that hormone and chemical because uh it like our past ancestors died out if they didn't listen to those hormones so like the people that didn't have a hormone that told them they were hungry it's called ghrelin and it, we don't, it, it doesn't feel good. We don't like it. And so uh, because it doesn't feel good and that's what's kept us alive is that feeling, we've created a negative connotation around that feeling. And so then we create a story and that story sounds like this. I'm hungry. That's bad. I need to eat. Okay. Because to be hungry resembles the risk of our lives. <laughs> like literally though, you, you might be laughing, but literally it resembles the, the risk of our life. And subconsciously, we are constantly fighting for our life. Constantly. That's the way we're, that's why we're here. And that, my friends, is a manifested thought. And that is why uh, there's no peace when we're fighting like that. There's absolutely no peace. When you can eliminate the story by observing the avatar observing and if you're wondering what that means i'm not talking the movie avatar being a character if you can observe your character you're a video game character you're watching from a third person view you have no control on what your character does because of the programming it's just code you've been coded sorry to break it to you observe that code i've been coded to want to do this podcast and talk to you i'm just observing this meat suit that calls itself zev 
that thinks it knows stuff because that makes it feel good because the dopamine goes off when I'm doing this shit. I don't know. I'm observing this thing going on. <laughs> uh, this sounds so much sugar, but I'm telling you, I love it. It's a good coping mechanism. If you're wondering, like, Zev, you don't really believe all this, do you? The answer is yes and no. It doesn't matter because it is a coping mechanism and it makes this avatar called Zev feel good. Like, a, it just feels good. I'm sorry. And that's that's where it's almost like cognitive dissonance, right? Talk about all this of like, oh, we, we're just doing things. We're just like puppets to our hormones. And like, we're just controlled by all, all the stuff we, we... Like, we have no control and we're just being controlled by all the hormones and chemicals in our body. And it sounds pessimistic, I know, but like, yet here I am listening to those hormones and chemicals. I could... But then the, I'll digress because we're at the 20-minute mark, but like, I have thought of this conundrum slash paradox of imagine you delayed gratification till the day you died. So you were always in discomfort because you knew that being in discomfort now meant more comfort later, like a a greater comfort later. But then imagine you just kept pushing it off because knowing you're going to have a greater comfort later was comforting now. Does that make sense? So then because you're comfortable being uncomfortable now, you forever are uncomfortable and you never actually reap the rewards or pick the fruit that's ripe. And that's that weird conundrum paradox where I say all this, like I do this cause I like it, but technically what I like, my belief is we shouldn't be doing things we like all the time. We should be doing things that feel good after not before. And, and you're wondering, what does that mean? Like when we eat sweets, when we have, when we mastery, watch porn, watch TV shows. These are things and the junk food that feel good beforehand. Like right, but you're thinking like, I want, I want that right now. Whereas like exercise, relationships, social time, education, habits, like positive habits, you name it. All this stuff feels good after you don't necessarily want to do it right away, but it feels great afterwards. So in essence, we should be doing that stuff all the time in life. And that's where I'm going with this tangent is like, I'm controlled by these hormones. Why, why do I do all this then? Well, it's cognitive dissonance. I know it's me just submitting to my DNA, but whatever, whatever. It's fun. And without getting too existential on your ass, that's it. That's yeah. Cause you could, you could get very existential very quickly. And just go off about all that stuff. Anyways, thanks for listening to that rant at the end of that thing. Didn't think I'd talk that long about the unmanifested world that's out there that I hope one day... Actually, we'll never be able to experience it because anytime we talk about it, we're officially giving into beliefs, definitions, words. Cool concept, though. Helps me cope. That's all. Take care, people. Thanks so much for listening. This is a blast. I always like doing this. And for my future great, 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 great grandchildren that are able to have a conversation with my weird AI self, I hope you enjoy. Bye. Shalom Aleichem.